Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Scrubby here back again with another video. Hope you guys are all having an absolutely fantastic day. I know I am. And if you are, be sure to press the like button. Otherwise, no joke, no scam. Elmo will jump out of your dumpster and shank you. Yeah, that's right. The quarantine has not been nice on Elmo. He accidentally ended up joining a gang, and uh, he's very serious about the like button. It's my gang, and I'm in charge of him, so press it. Real talk, guys. When I'm not bossing around Elmo around gangland, I'm uh, thinking of stories to tell you guys and I know that a lot of you enjoy most of the stories that I've told about my first job you guys just think it's entertaining that you know I used to get screamed at by grown women in the grocery store that's just how it is and uh, I've told a lot of them but I have one left about my favorite co-worker of all time that ended up quitting on the spot and going off on our boss and it was honestly pretty sick and there's a good story behind it so I figured you guys would enjoy it because uh, Karen's getting owned is kind of a theme on this channel so uh, yeah without further ado let's get into it three two one let's go so like I've said when I was in high school I worked for a giant corporate state chain of grocery stores it's a very well-known store they're basically everywhere and uh, I don't have any bad beef with the company or anything I'll still get my groceries there sometimes but whenever you're dealing with a massive company what you have to understand is managers suck. Managers, for whatever reason, for giant corporations, are just like whatever turd was the most polished whenever they needed somebody new, so they got moved up. I have never had worse bosses than when I've worked for corporate chain. And the managers at this store were no different. There was basically like two or three managers I got along with, but like eight managers. And most of them were crazy. But there was one lady in particular who was like the manager of our managers. She would only come into the store maybe once a week. And she really didn't like me. She didn't like me because she would come in in normal clothes and I didn't know who she was when I had first started. And one day she asked me to get her a water and I told her what aisle they were on. And I guess she took that as an insult and had it out for me ever since. And we're gonna name her Margaret for this story because I'm not trying to get sued for what she ended up doing. But Margaret just really, really did not like me. And at the time I was only 16, 17 years old. So I wasn't exactly like, uh, an adult. Legally in the United States, 18 is the age of being an adult. And when you're not an adult in the state of Nevada, you're not allowed to work past 11 p.m. on work days due to the laws involving school or whatever. It is literally illegal for people to schedule you past 11 p.m. if you're under the age of 18. That's just how the rules work. I don't make them. It's kind of stupid, but whatever. And this Margaret lady hated me. And almost immediately after I accidentally told her what aisle the water on is on as if that's a crime. Like, even if I knew who the this lady was. It's not my job to go fetch her water whenever she wants. I'm not gonna, I'm not your slave, okay? I'm here to bag groceries. I'm only a slave for the people that are buying them, all right? Everybody else can get their own water. Real talk, I just didn't know, but she hated me, and almost immediately after that happened, she starts scheduling me on nights. I would have to start work at 11 p.m., and I would get off at 3 a.m. That was when I was supposed to be working. Uh, only problem is, I'm a 16-year-old kid who goes to school. 
And my parents definitely like took school kind of seriously. They would not have been cool with me working at 11 p.m. So after I realize that I'm getting put on this like ridiculous night shift, I go into Margaret's office and I'm basically like, hey, you know, I have school. I can't really work from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. And she looks at me and she smiles with that like shitty, oh, that's so sad, but I'm not actually sad grin that only white women can do. Like, I don't know what it is about white women, why they are genetically predispositioned to have just the, the nastiest facial expressions ever. But she hits me with it and goes, oh, well, I'm so sorry. That's the only hours we have available for baggers. So, you know, if you want to quit, I guess that's just something that you need to do. And like winks her eyes at me and smiles. And it's at this point I realize that this manager of managers is deadass trying to get me to quit. She does not want me to work here. She doesn't like me so much that she has now taken to uh, scheduling a child to work in the middle of the night in the hopes that I'll quit because I'll have school. And uh, at the time, I didn't know this was illegal. I thought this was perfectly fine. I only found out it was illegal. You'll hear at the end of this story. So I'm like, well, crap, I, I want the job, but my parents were not going to let me work nights. So I basically decide to do what any good kid would do, and I sneak out of the house at 1030 and go to work my night shifts whenever I was scheduled. And at first, I thought I was going to hate the night shift. Most kids sneak out to, like, go to parties and get effed up and get girls pregnant. No, not me. I was sneaking out to go to my job. So, uh. At first, I thought I was going to hate the night shift because I'm like, great, I'm going to be stuck with a bunch of weird people that work nights with some crappy manager. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, if you ever have a choice, the night shift is cool as hell. First of all, the manager on the night shift was this dude named Julian. Coolest dude ever. Literally did not care. As long as the job got done and he wouldn't get in trouble the next morning, he didn't care if you listened to music, he didn't care if you sang and danced while you were doing your job. As long as it got done, he didn't care. Which is the ultimate way to do it. Like, it's just the best thing ever. Mainly because... It really shouldn't matter. If my job is to collect all the carts in the parking lot, why does it matter if I'm listening to music while I do it? And also, if I'm collecting carts in the middle of the dark parking lot, please let me do it with music on, alright? It's horrifying out here. The first night I had to go collect every cart in the parking lot. This massive, massive shopping center parking lot. At midnight. And it wasn't in the best neighborhood, so I'm not gonna lie, I thought I was gonna get jumped. But, uh, it ended up being pretty safe. There was a security guard in the parking lot that I found out about. That was never an issue. But Julian was a super cool dude. And, uh, after I got done with all the carts, there wasn't much to do. Because as a bagger, they don't do, uh, cashier checkouts at night. You have to do self-checkout. So there's nothing to bag. So I go to Julian and I'm like, look... Uh, it's midnight, I've been here for an hour, what do you want me to do? What can I go do? And he looks at me and he's like, oh, just go to the back room and hang out with Raj, he needs help stocking. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. So, uh, I didn't know who Raj was at the time, but I go to the back room and I walk in and there's like this 21-year-old Indian kid standing there. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, you're new. And I say, yeah, I'm Ryan, I'm a bagger, da-da-da-da-da, I pissed off Margaret and she scheduled me on the night shift. And he's like, hey, that's how I started here. I used to be a bagger that got put on the night shift and now I'm in charge of receiving items at night and like organizing them and stocking. Which, you know, pretty cool. A fellow person that is hated by Margaret and got stuck on the crappy shift. We should get along great. We've got a lot in common. We're clearly bros. 
And that first night where Raj and I hang out, you ever just get to know somebody and you're just bros right off the bat? Like the first time you high five, you know, you just get that bro energy going. Me and him got a bromance going, you know, we were like best friends and we still talk all the time. I was literally playing video games with him before we recorded this. He doesn't work there anymore. Don't worry. We're getting there. So, uh... Basically, me and this dude would just have a great time. We were best friends. We would go into the back room after I would take care of the carts at work, and I would basically just goof off the entire time. We would get some of the disability carts because they weren't being used at night, and we would race them around the back room when the stock room, when like the stock would get there, so it'd be like a little racetrack. We would have a great time. We would just goof off. We would tell jokes. It was it was always fun. It got to the point where I would be hyped to go to work because I was like, man, after I take care of the carts, it's gonna be great. I'm just gonna hang out with Raj and as much as we would goof off our work always got done in fact we would usually get done with the receiving and organizing and sometimes even the stocking by like one in the morning and we would have just two hours to goof off and do whatever because we were done until the next orders got there or I would leave and then he would have to take care of the next set of orders that would come in we were so efficient that we had two hours to goof off at work as best friends and that's just a good way to work and Julian didn't mind when we would goof off. He would walk in and catch us doing dumb stuff, you know. We had like a Nerf basketball hoop set up, and whenever people were on break, they would come in and play. It was just a good time, and Julian didn't care because the work got done ahead of schedule. Like, it was done faster than he expected it to be done, so he didn't care what we did. He didn't ask questions. And for about a month, I'm like sneaking out of my house and going to work two, three times a week, and I uh, eventually straight up started asking to get scheduled more, you know? Um, my parents, thankfully, are kind of boomers, I'm not gonna lie, so they were asleep pretty early. It was never hard for them to be out by, like, 10.30 when I would leave, and they didn't really check on me before I would get back at 3 in the morning, so I was pretty good. The only thing that was really suffering was my sleep schedule because, basically, I would come home from work at 3 in the morning, uh, do my homework, go to school at, like, 6.30, Come home at 1, sleep until like 10 p.m., eat dinner. Like, I, I, my sleep schedule was wrecked. Thankfully, my parents just bought the excuse, oh, I'm a teenager, I just need to sleep a lot. It was wrecking my schedule, but I started working like five nights a week on nights with Raj, just goofing off in the back room. Uh, every night he would work, I would work, and we just had a good time. And it was always Julian as the manager. He was the only manager that liked being on the night shift. And everything was cool. It was the perfect system. Everybody who worked nights was pretty cool. We would goof off. We had a Nerf basketball tournament. We would race the carts. It was a great time. Some of the best memories I've ever had working a job happened while working nights for this grocery store. And everything's perfect up until the Fire Nation attacks. And the Fire Nation attacks, uh, like a month and a half into me working the nights and having a great time doing it. So Julian, the manager, had the three-strike rule, and it was his own personal philosophy. A lot of managers say the customer is always right. It's our job to please the customer. That's the only one that matters. And Julian had a three-strike rule that basically worked like this. You had to be nice to somebody being apparently rude to you three times before you could be mean back. And if they said anything nice, the strikes reset. So if somebody said, you're an idiot, and then apologized, it would reset. But if somebody said three mean things in a row, he felt like you were good to be mean back. And when you work nights at a grocery store, the people that come in at night aren't always, you know, the most quiet, classy people in the universe. A good majority of the time, they're the crackheads that also need to get groceries. I'm sorry, I'm sure a lot of you are normal. If you're typing right now, hey, I shop at nights and I'm normal, you're probably normal. You are not the people that I'm talking about. But, 
but I live in Las Vegas, there's a high crackhead population. Occasionally, they wander into a grocery store or two. So, this would have to come into effect every now and then. Somebody would come in and get mouthy, and uh, angry crackheads don't really listen to, I'm so sorry that you had a concern. Can I please find a way to make this right? No, you need to say, get out, you crazy crackhead. That's the only way to get them to listen. So, the people on the night crowd were, for the most part, really nice. Some of the nicest customers I ever had would also come in at night, and, you know, they were great, they were kind, you would help them find their stuff, they would thank you, they'd be on their way. It's just, when they were bad when you worked nights, they were really bad. And not in, like, the Karen way, where they're gonna complain and get coupons, but in, like, oh, hey, somebody needs to clean the bathroom because some crackhead just went in there and pooped on every wall. And the people that would make returns at night were usually even worse, because it would be people who had stolen things earlier in the day to try to return it for cash. It happened all the time. So, our manager Julian is dealing with this blonde lady who is coming in at like 2.30 in the morning to return a cart full of meat that she had taken and forgotten to refrigerate in her house and it was supposed to be his fault and to give her a refund. Let me put that in perspective. You bought a shopping cart full of meat and didn't bring it inside and put it in the fridge and you want a refund. It, like, you, you want a, a small brain refund? Is that what that is? You don't have the brain cells to realize that things need to be refrigerated and that's our fault? The company has to take a loss because you can't think? I don't understand how some people really feel like they deserve a refund some of the time. Like, people would deadass return half-eaten cakes and have the nerve to say, Um, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it, Becky? Then why the hell did you eat half of it before you noticed, you diabetic weasel? Uh, that got very personal. Alright, I had a bad interaction with a half-eaten cake one time, but you guys get the idea. So this lady is trying to return this cart full of meat that has left the store, which we don't know what she did to the meat. She could have injected cyanide into it for all we know. We don't know, and it's expired. So my manager is like, no, and she begins to get irate as old people do when you tell them no. She repeatedly tells my manager to, uh, get out of this country, even though he was born here. Uh, says a bunch of other very nasty words that I'm not gonna repeat, because I'd like this video to stay monetized, and is overall being as horrible as you can be as a customer, you know? I understand sometimes people are having a bad day, they're gonna get irritated when you say no. It's another thing to, like, insult somebody like that. And, my manager loses it and tells her that she's a trashy bimbo and to get out of his store and never come back. Which... Yes, is it very bad that he said that? 100%, I get why he said it. I know someone in the comments gonna say, whatever, he deserves what happens next. I don't think so, because he was a great manager, the work got done, and you can ask a lot of people who work in the grocery store, who have, getting a good night crew is very difficult, and he had a great one on his hands. Like, it, it was great. And since it's a return, it happens in this booth. And we did probably, like, maybe a hundred returns at night over the span of a shift and never had any problems at all. But I guess Margaret had decided that things were going too good on the night shift because she randomly decided to pick a review to review from last night to make sure our customer service was up to par. And so, uh, we get called into the office at 11 p.m. as soon as I get there the next day, and she's there, and it's me... Raj and Julian uh, because I had happened to have been in the front of the store when I was like sweeping the aisles when this interaction happened and basically we had this like POS system 
um, in the front of the store, and I would have to log whenever I was doing a sweep of the store, and I would start from right there, and it just happened to be right by the customer service booth. So I had heard the tail end of the conversation, and uh, Raj had been called in. I don't know why. Maybe because he's the only other, like, manager person there that's actually kind of in charge of the store. Like, he actually has power. I don't know, but it's us three in there. And Margaret starts playing this recording, and the insults from the lady are gone, and it's just Julian screaming at this customer. That's what it looks like. The original insults are gone. They're not there. And she's basically like, who do you think you are? You know, I don't understand how you thought you were going to get away with this. I'm suspending you for a week, and we'll discuss the possibility of you coming back as a cashier, but you're lucky if you even get to keep your job. And he's like trying to explain that the lady was insulting him. And Margaret says, don't tell me what my sister was like. I know her. And we put the pieces together. The lady that had come in and done this is Margaret's sister, which is why the recording got randomly selected after all the times that we did return. It had never happened before in the month and a half I'm there, but it randomly happens and it's edited where the insults are taken out so that way he looks bad. So Margaret's just being spiteful and getting rid of a great manager that ran the store well because... I don't know, her sister apparently is too stupid to figure out the concepts of refrigerators. I'm still not too clear on what we did wrong, but, you know, that's how it is sometimes. Crappy managers ruin things. That's just what they do. If you own a company, having a good manager is probably the most important part. Like, if you don't have that, it's going downhill, but whatever. Uh, and she looks at me and Roz, and she's like, I wanted you in here because what did you hear? And so... I'm not stupid. Julian's already fired, you know, and he kind of like gives me the look that it's cool. So I kind of explain that he was yelling because I'm not trying to lose my job. All right. Like I'm not. And he's, he's cool with it, you know, because he's already fired. There's nothing I can do. What am I going to do? Defend him? She's not going to listen to me. It's obvious that this is a spiteful firing. Even if I would have tried to defend him, there's nothing I can do. So I'm kind of like, yeah, he yelled at her. You know, I don't say he's at fault. I don't say anything. I say that I heard her insult him and she's like, well, that's not what the recording says. And she's the boss in charge of the recording. Not much I can do. Um, so she fires Julian or suspends him for a week, I should say. He's suspended and then he's going to come back as a cashier. But she fires him as a manager. He will no longer be in charge of the night shift, which is usually great. So he leaves and before me and Rajkins leave, she's like, you guys work nights tonight. I'm taking over as night manager. And I'm like, damn it. How can my luck get any worse. Not only did the coolest manager that I've ever had just get fired for something that wasn't his fault because this jerk that's like in charge of the store has it out for him because her sister is too stupid to figure out how refrigeration works. But on top of that, now I have to work with this witch, dude. What if she tries to bake me into a pie like Hansel and Gretel? Me and Raj are Hansel and Gretel in this situation. Do you understand that? I'm not trying to be baked into a pie by an evil witch in the back of a grocery store. That does not sound fun to me. I've seen those industrial ovens. They're dirty. They do not clean them enough. So whatever, Margaret is straight harsh in the vibe check. If the vibe check was committed that first night, it would basically be the same as people pulling up to camp and not a fun one if you're picking up what I'm putting down. The vibe is not good. I pull into work and Margaret basically uh, tells me to go get the cart. So I do that and I put my headphones in and she's like, what are you doing? You represent the store right now. You have to get out there. So for an hour, I have to push carts in silence. Sure, is it the biggest deal in the world? Eh, 
not really. I'm not going to quit over it. But it just kind of set the tone for everything that was kind of fun about working here is, is gone. And when you take all of the fun out of working nights at a grocery store, you realize how depressing it is to work nights at a grocery store. You know, like, it, it's not a very glamorous job once you take the fun out of it and the friendship. Once that's gone, it sucks because... Shockingly, most jobs really, really suck. So whatever, I finish up, I go inside, and I'm like, hey, what do you want me to do? And she says, clean the aisles, which, you know, I usually would do later in the night with Raj, but if she wants it done in a slightly different way, eh, not the end of the world. I can't listen to music, I can't talk to my friend, but I've done it a million times. So it takes me about an hour to clean the aisles, and that's pretty in-depth, like, I would scrub everything pretty well. Um, so I go back and I say, hey, I finished. Now what? And she's like, clean it again. And I go, huh? She's like, yeah, go clean it again. Um, so I'm like frustrated. So I go and I, I clean the aisles again. Uh, and at one in the morning, or I guess, yeah, about one in the morning now, it's not as fun to be awake. And it's not uh, entertaining to be cleaning aisles that you've already cleaned. So I take an hour again, dilly dallying. I'm kind of like on my phone in the aisles and whatever. Just, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, I'm like wiping it again, but I'm not scrubbing it down again. I'm just kind of wiping it. So I'm kind of on my phone and I come back and I'm like, hey, okay, I'm done. She's like, okay, go in the back and help Raj. So I get in the back about like 1, 145 around there. And uh, me and Raj are back there and like, you know, we get all the uh, orders in and we like start organizing it and we organize it. And we're like, okay, well, let's go stock it. And when you get an order, you don't stock all of it uh, right at like at once. You don't take it all out into the aisles. You take it part by part. So, you know, okay, let's go face the bread first. And then you go out and you would stock the bread. And there were more people helping us. It was definitely not just me and him stocking the store. There was like a stock team, but we would help because I don't know. It was just easier to help. Everybody got the job done faster than we could goof off and play Nerf basketball. So we're kind of like going out there. And we have it organized in a very specific way. It worked. Basically, the way we would uh, take the orders in is we would order it strategically so it would get delivered. So as the stuff came in, the aisles were in order. Like, they would try to order it and try their best to schedule it. You can't do a ton with scheduling trucking, but try their best to make it so that we could, as efficiently as possible, just work down into the warehouse, like, as we would go across. Instead of having to move stuff to get stuff out, you know, we would just work across. And it worked for us. It was pretty, pretty efficient, especially because most days we weren't ordering everything in the store. You would have alternating days, so it was pretty efficient. So we go out with the first set of stuff, and we put it on the shelves, and we face it with the stocking people, and we come back in, and everything is out of order. Everything's been moved. Everything's all over the place. Like, nothing's where it's supposed to be. And Margaret's standing there, and she's like, I want it done this way. And the entire staff, not just me and Raj, is like, We've been getting it done ahead of schedule since before you got, like, why? Why are you doing this now? It's, it's been done by now. Usually at this point in the night, we're done. We still have to do half the store. Like, why would you unorganize it if organizing it has worked so well? And she says, this is better. This is the way that I want it done. You're going to do it this way. And uh, obviously everybody's like groaning and pissed off and, uh, we get maybe another aisle done because we're having to run all over the warehouse and find stuff and this needs to go. Like, it was just a mess. It was just a mess. For example, there were two pallets of Pepsi. She put one of them in the front where we could get to it and the other one in the back. Like, 
It was just dumb. It didn't make sense. It was not a logical system the way she was organizing stuff. So whatever, everybody gets it done. We don't get done with the store though. At 3 a.m., I'm, I'm gone and I'm not staying longer than 3 a.m. because I got school in three hours. So I gotta go. So I leave and everybody's pissed off. The mood, we had like a little group chat, is pissed pissed off because this lady just sucks she's not a good manager if the system is working why would you replace it if you were a store owner and your night crew was so good that they were getting done like two hours early and then had more time to clean up the store and do everything else and make the orders before the day crew got there wouldn't you be happy no apparently this chick was like i want it my way that's just how it was it was her way or the highway that was it that was the only way it could be and for about two months i put up with it mainly because raj asked me to he needed the job he was going through a hard time at home he needed the money he was like please can you just stay you're making it more bearable and we everybody works well with you you're more efficient than anybody that could replace you can you please just stay so I'm doing it for my friend. I hated it. It was boring. It sucked. I couldn't listen to music. We couldn't goof off. We couldn't play Nerf basketball. And our work got done slower. It got to the point where the day crew was having to show up and help us. That's how slow she had made us. We went from being done before I would leave to now, like, not being done by 5 a.m. That's how bad it had gotten at one point. And it, it's just not good. It's not a good system. So everybody's miserable on the night crew this like once happy family now we still got along you know we would all play xbox together and stuff but at, at work it sucked and it was all because margaret and her stupid managing skills that were not good they were terrible so at this point it had been a couple months since the original incident and it was getting close to around the thanksgiving time and uh at this point julian had been a cashier again for a while and they moved him back to being in charge of the night shift i think mainly because margaret's a boomer and didn't have a very easy time staying up all night like i think it was hard on her so we get julian back and almost as soon as he gets back night crew gets back to being efficient right away to the point where the store owner wrote julian an email basically saying like thank you so much you know it was really stressing me out because i was getting all these emails about how behind we were with deliveries and we had to have truck drivers waiting it was just not good so thank you and we were efficient and the fun was back we had nerf basketball again we were having a great time everything was awesome it, it, it was great it was literally the best and then of course everything gets ruined on one night we get through uh the holiday season which is always a madhouse except before like two weeks before christmas ish is around when this is going down so um everything was going great you know we get back on track for a couple weeks everything's going good but we get through the holiday rush, which is crazy. There's a lot more deliveries. People are buying more stuff. You you get the idea. And, you know, I don't remember, like, a super great timeline. So if some of this overlaps, I'm sorry. I Like, weeks feel, you know, different, like, four years later. It's, it's a lot different with time. Uh, you guys understand the vibes. So, <laughs> anyways, a couple weeks after we had gotten back on track, at, like, 2 in the morning, which was when we would be done, like I said, um we're in the garage and we're waiting for the next deliveries that didn't get there until three which is when i left and uh like the warehouse is pretty empty there's some stock but we're playing nerf basketball and it's like all of the stock guys raj me and julian everybody is back there gaming and um sure enough like the garage door which was usually not supposed to be open unless there was a truck there comes open 
and standing there in her sedan is Margaret with her hands on her hips with the owner of the store. And as it's opening, as if it's in a movie, dude, I shoot a three-pointer that swishes, but like I'm jumping as they see me. So it has to awkwardly be in the air as I'm making eye contact with the fact that I'm definitely about to get fired. Just vibing. I don't think oh shit begins to cover everybody's expression. Um, so immediately everybody like boofs to go work as fast as you can, you know, because nobody wants to be in trouble. And the three slowest people that get called out are me, Raj, and Julian. You know, the trio ends as it began together. Uh, and I'm not too thrilled about what's to go down because uh, I like doing the fun stuff, but like most people, I don't enjoy the consequences. It's really fun to play Nerf basketball, but I don't want to explain to the owner of the store why we're doing it. So... Sure enough, Margaret starts laying into how we're irresponsible and da-da-da-da-da. And as soon as she starts talking, Raj has a moment where I think he decides, I'm done, I've had enough. And, like, he had this look in his eye like he didn't care. And he goes, shut up, Margaret. And she's like, excuse me? And he starts laying into her about how when she was in charge, they were so behind that they had trucks waiting to deliver because they couldn't get rid of the stuff in the warehouse fast enough. And how everybody was miserable. Nobody was having fun. And he's like, I'm sorry that Julian is such a good manager that we get the work done early enough to be able to play Nerf basketball because we're already done and we don't have deliveries for another hour. I'm sorry that he's just so much better than you that you couldn't get it done and he gets it done too fast and margaret starts being like well you guys didn't work as hard for me as you do for him and raj is like yeah because he's a good manager and you suck and the owner is like whoa whoa calm down you know like i'm here at two in the morning because she said that you guys would goof off and the garage door opens to nerf basketball so what are we supposed to expect and he's like, no, if you're going to take her side, like, I'm done because she's dumb. You either fire her or I quit. And uh, the owner is, like, just sitting here dumbfounded. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, can't we just get to the bottom of this? He doesn't want anyone to quit yet. He's like, I don't want to make a decision till I know what's up. Because obviously this is much deeper than just these guys randomly goofing off tonight. I, I don't know why I'm here. I'm a owner of a franchise of a massive grocery store, but... Hey, apparently what's going on is important. I really feel so bad for this dude. So there was this family in Henderson, which is where I live. It's like a suburb of Las Vegas. And they owned like all the local grocery stores. And then this corporation bought them out. So they're still like the franchise owners of all of them. But the corporation kind of provides a lot of the financials and profit shares. I don't know how the specifics of it work. I was really not paying enough attention when I was 16 to understand it. But from what I heard, it was like almost like an owner of a McDonald's. You know, he doesn't like own McDonald's, but he owns a McDonald's. This poor guy had gotten dragged here at 2 a.m. because of beef between some old lady and some hotshot manager that did the night shift better. And uh, Raj is like, no, you make your choice right now or I swear to God I quit. And he's like, well, then I think I'm going to have to let you go. And he goes, this and uh walks out and had quit he had quit and we're all just kind of standing there <laughs> and it's like really really quiet and silent and just awkward and margaret's like i want him gone too and points at me and i'm like what did i do dude so i'm like why am i getting fired and she says well you and raj are buddy buddies so i know that whatever he thinks you think too and i don't want anyone to be working with me who's a subordinate uh, I'm, I'm sorry for the Discord messages, by the way, but I'm not re-recording this part. 
Anyways, uh, the owner does not pass the vibe check and Raj quits. And she's like, I want him fired too. And I'm still confused as to what the hell I did. I don't know why I'm getting fired, but apparently I'm just, I'm just too dirty because I'm friends with Raj, which, you know, kind of feels like a statement on our Disney-esque friendship. Young white boy and an Indian man learning together in a grocery store. Sounds like a Disney Channel show to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's up. But, uh, whatever. And that's when Julian decides to tell the owner and Margaret something that I don't think either of them really knew. And he says, well, you do realize if you fire him, he could sue you, right? And they're like, wait, what do you mean? And he says, well, he's not 18 and you've been having him work the night shift for months. You do realize that if he like reports that, that's very, very illegal. And the owner and Margaret kind of get all wide-eyed, and he's like, well, I'm not going to fire him. You know, son, if you need anything, be sure to let me know. Like, oh, are, are you okay? Like, you can't work nights anymore, you know? But they weren't going to fire me. Once that was found out, everybody shut up real quick. And uh, at the time, I didn't realize how fat that lawsuit could have been. Like, I don't know if I, I still could do anything, but damn. If at the time I knew how fat lawsuits were, whew, I would have been like, no, please fire me. Like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. I, I, I need this. I need this. But uh, at the time, I was like, sick, I got to keep my job. Stupid. Stupid me. But, uh, yeah, I got to keep my job. Raj quit. Uh, Julian stayed night manager. And Margaret got demoted to normal manager instead of, like, super manager. Which, you know, very good. I'm glad they got rid of the stupid role of super manager. That's just asking for somebody to make a dictatorship. But, uh... Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did, you should follow me on Twitter at Scrubby underscore 69, Instagram at Scrubby. I would really appreciate it. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on those notifications. If you turn on the notifications and, like, you send me a screenshot on Instagram, I uh, shout somebody out every day. Today's shout-out goes to Lexi Plexi. Thank you so much for having on notifications. I do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, the merch is still down below because of El Corona. It'll be there for a little bit longer. I, I, I think shipping is still going good. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody from Spreadshirt in a second. So, uh, or not Spreadshirt, Teespring. I don't even know which merch one I'm using. I just know the designs are sick. I hope this extra long story makes up for me being gone for a while. Uh, if it does, please comment Raj has swag down below. I do not think a lot of people are going to get this far. So, uh, let's see if you can prove me wrong. And, uh, if you guys want longer story times, let me know. But on that note... Do not get anyone pregnant, and if you do, make sure they're hot. Hopefully, I'll see you guys next time with another video, and, uh, yeah, I'm out. Peace.